0: How do I teach my students not what to think, but how to think? Crystal Joy Campbell here. Thanks for joining me in Classical Matters. Today, we're talking about this very question through the lens of classical education. We'll be looking at the ways it aims at perfecting the mind by the way of the seven liberal arts. I don't want to give it away, but there's more to it than just mastering the subjects. So stick around you know, I completely understand. This classical education thing can be somewhat complicated to grasp, especially if you're new at it, and it can be very overwhelming. So I would really like to break it down bit by bit for you into small bite-sized pieces. In episode four, I presented a framework or a a scaffolding, a way to look at classical education by various paths or modes, and these were musical education, gymnastics, the trivium, quadrivium, philosophy, and theology. So today, I would like to take a closer look at the trivium and quadrivium, and these are often referred to as the liberal arts. The goal or aim of the liberal arts is perfecting the intellect by training and disciplining the mind, by training it to know and understand, to think and connect, to communicate and interact with the world, and I guess in essence, with reality. The liberal arts is really an internal work for the student sharpening the mind and forming and ordering the soul. It's not so much concerned with doing, but with being. The trivium and quadrivium are made up of branches of knowledge which are interconnected. And this interconnection or deep reliance on the other is necessary if we want to glean all the fruits that they have to offer. All the branches are needed in order to provide a fertile ground for wisdom, for the cultivation of faith and reason. But this may cause us some anxiety. It seems like a huge task to be leading our students through the trivium and quadrivium all at one time. But the beauty of the liberal arts is that they are intended to be introduced incrementally and simultaneously. And again, it's more about the way of being than doing. This is why it's so important to deepen and broaden our understanding of the liberal arts. It makes the actual task of imparting them much more doable. The liberal arts is what we call twofold. It's not just about what to think about, but how to think about things. It provides the students with the skills, tools, and techniques to think through information and knowledge towards understanding. And this is the what, the content or subject matter. But it also gives the students the opportunity for their souls to wrestle with ideas and ideals, to move from just possessing the skills and techniques to practicing and applying them. And this moves them towards creating their own thinking and reasoning. About things and more toward the forming of their souls. It moves the students from what to think about to how to think about things. And again, like I said, it's not so much about the doing as the being. With the liberal arts, the teacher basically is working themselves out of a job. The whole idea is as the student progresses, the need for a tutor or teacher will become less and less. As they develop and strengthen, their capacity to learn well and form ideas. So now that we have a kind of overview of why the liberal arts are important, let's look at what makes up the liberal arts. There are seven branches of knowledge that make up the liberal arts, and they are grammar, logic, rhetoric, mathematics, geometry, music, and astronomy. And oftentimes when we list them off, we recognize them as subjects from school. And possibly ones that we likely never even took. But they aren't referred to as the seven liberal subjects, but the seven liberal arts. So let's try and figure out what is significant about that. Well, subjects refer to an area of knowledge or study. Arts, in the more traditional sense, involves an agent which produces or acts. For our sake, Let's say the agent is the student. So an art is when the student has the ability to produce or act in an area of study at a very high level, a mastery level. Now, these are very simple definitions, but I think it will help us as we re-envision our view of the seven branches of knowledge to see them not just as subjects, but as arts which contain the subjects. Like I mentioned, the liberal arts give us not only the content, but the skill and ability to acquire understanding, to use reason, and think beyond the content. It trains and disciplines our minds, ordering our intellect to be able to think about. It forms our intellect and soul not just to think and act, but exist in a way that perfects. So the liberal arts see the student as more than just a vessel to be filled, but a soul seeking perfection. So as I said, the liberal arts refer to seven branches of knowledge, and these can be split into two categories, the trivium and quadrivium. The trivium, meaning three ways or paths, is made up of the grammar, logic, and rhetoric. Sometimes logic is referred to as dialectic, which is probably a more true or appropriate word to use, but for the sake of ease, we'll just stick with logic at this point. They're often referred to as the learning arts, the arts of how to learn, well, just about anything. The trivium is really concerned with the disciplining and training of the mind. It trains the mind in attention, perception, and expression. In what we see, How do we interpret it and how best to communicate it? And they have to work in tandem with each other. The trivium is really the art of communication, whereas the other category, the quadrivium, reveals to us more about connectedness or relationship, primarily in the physical or the actual, the real, in actual matter. It further disciplines the intellect to think and act in accordance with reality. The four branches of knowledge that fall under the umbrella of the quadrivium are mathematics, geometry, music, and astronomy. In upcoming episodes, we'll dive deeper into each of these seven branches. But for now, one of the best starts that we can have as a classical teacher, a classical homeschool mama is to be open to the broader and deeper meaning of grammar, logic, rhetoric, mathematics, music, geometry, and astronomy. To allow our definition and understanding of the liberal arts to venture beyond the content and subject. And like I said, we'll continue to explore this and take a closer look at each of these in upcoming episodes. We need to really remember that this thing that is classical education is not meant to be broken apart into separate parts or isolated streams, but are paths that are intertwined and support each other in the flourishing of the human person. Along the road of education, we should really be accessing each part, each branch, all the time, but in varying capacities and to varying extents as the student progresses. Think of all these different parts of classical education as gears working together in a clock, or the strands woven and bound together as in a rope. They work simultaneously and incrementally. And this is easier to do if we strive to see the interconnectedness of it all. Seeing that grammar needs logic, and logic needs grammar. That musical education needs gymnastics, and gymnastics needs philosophy. Thanks for joining me today. I hope these short episodes of Classical Matters give you a springboard for the rest of your week to think, explore, contemplate, ponder and discuss classical education. I would love to hear from you because real transformation happens through dialogue, conversation and community. Leave me a comment by following me on Facebook or reach out to me through my website. Both are linked in the show notes. Share this with and follow the classical matters podcast and join the great conversation of classical education don't forget to tune in next monday as we go deeper into the liberal arts blessings for your week